1: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is a pre-Friday celebration, one of the greatest days of the entire week right here on The Voice of Reason. Welcome in, I'm Andy Hoosier, broadcasting out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV. No live streaming today, though. We do have the podcast there after the program as well. Great to have you along, your millennial general reporting for duty the way we do every single day. It's going to be a fun one. Most people, I'm sure, are pretty much ready for the Memorial weekend, aren't you? I know you are. Don't try to lie to me. You're ready for that Memorial weekend. You're probably zoned out at work, and most people may even be taking tomorrow off as well. So if this is the last time we may hear from you for a while, then, hey, hopefully you have a wonderful weekend. It's going to be fun. The unofficial kickoff to the summertime of 2021, and I I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty radical summer as well, with things opening back up after the COVID-19 pandemic. Although, I don't know, maybe they'll try and shut things down again because you're just out in the woods and out in, you know, the lake and out having a good time going to concerts and seeing people and visiting with friends and family, and you just may not be allowed to actually celebrate because of how bad you are spreading that terrible disease that's going to kill everybody. I know! Welcome into the show. Great to have you along for the ride today. So no live streaming today as we are actually doing the show at a little bit different time today with some sporting events going on here in Wichita on our flagship station. So not a problem. We're just doing it a little bit different. But you can still listen to us obviously here on the radio, on TV, and on the podcast afterwards as well. At the bottom of the hour, Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District look forward to chatting with him we get our monthly update from him out of the uh, district of Ohio and also out of Washington DC on what's going on there the infrastructure package the ongoing negotiations trying to lower that from 2 trillion dollars down to 1 trillion dollars republicans proposed that bill uh, or that revised infrastructure plan to Joe Biden what's that actually look like right now and where are we at spending wise in the nation, I saw a headline today, and I don't want to get into budgetary discussions because it makes your eyes gloss over for after a while, and that's too hard and too heavy before a holiday weekend. But I do just want to say that Joe Biden apparently has proposed a six trillion dollar budget for next year, which is not going to happen. At least we hope it doesn't happen. So we'll see what goes on as we get closer into the summertime, which is the budgetary discussion timeframe when Congress is supposed to be doing appropriations bills. Now, more than likely, that's not going to happen, but at least we can pipe dream, right? We can talk about appropriation bills, and we can actually pass proper appropriation bills, not some type of omnibus, just big collective package of just one big spending package, and say, here you go, we don't know what's in it, but there's trillions and trillions of dollars for you to spend on whatever you'd like. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But we are looking forward to Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio coming on the program at the bottom of the hour to chat with us today. And like usual, we went a little bit long Uh, We went like, I don't know, five or six minutes later than what we usually can on the show. So we'll air the rest of it and we'll put it as a specialty podcast download after the show as well for you to enjoy. You know me, though. You know me. And I've talked about this on the radio before. I'm kind of maybe I'm an old soul. I'm just kind of old school way where, yes, I use technology, obviously, for radio and for all the social media and for all the interweb experience that I'm in. Uh, So I obviously use it. But at the same time. I don't like technology. And if I could go back to a lifestyle of not using technology, really just a little cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere up in the mountains or on a lake or somewhere and just kind of live off the land and have to chop my own wood for firewood and have to light some candles for uh, for lighting and just kind of do that would be awesome to me. And one of these days I will get to the point in my life where I will be able to do such a thing. But it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Now, that doesn't mean that I would go off the radio because I love the radio. So I would leave that sanctuary to go and do the radio programming and then come back to my sanctuary thereafter and not be interrupted by the crazy world. Although that would make show prep a little bit difficult. Nonetheless, I've had this feeling for a really long time. And it's not just about the technology and how complicated or how dumb it is or how it makes things so convenient that people get super lazy, which is a definite part of it. But it's not all of it. There's another part to this, and the reason that I'm concerned of it is because privacy. If you're online... And you have a phone, you have a laptop, you have a desktop computer, you have a notepad or whatever you use. You don't have privacy because apparently they can turn on your camera, they can turn on your audio devices, they can monitor exactly what you're looking at, what you're searching, what you're going to websites for, and they build it based on uh, using it for national security issues with metadata collection, or they use it for advertising in the consumer level. So everybody's got your information no matter what you try to do. And that's concerning to me. Now, yesterday, this kind of feeds exactly off of what we mentioned yesterday on the program, is that while technology changes and that societal issues change, at the end of the day, when we talk about the future of the nation and the future of conservatism, that the basic core values of our beliefs don't change and that at the end of the day all of the new technology or the new flavorful uh, sexy topics of the day that people like to talk about on the mainstream media or politicians or whatever that at the end of the day all the basic root causes of these issues are all the same do you have the right to life do you have the right the right to liberty do you have the right to private property Uh, and do you have the right to privacy Is, is one as well obviously with the fourth amendment the irreasonable searches and seizures are illegal you're not allowed to monitor everybody on everything they're doing. You're not allowed to monitor and collect data on them, even for national security reasons. There's an old saying that's saying that if you give up your liberty for security, then you deserve neither. Because that's not the way society works. I don't care that that was made 200 years ago. The principle still stands. I would rather hold a firearm on my side. And fight for my right to live every single day. Then say, "Here, government, here's all of my personal information. You're going to give me a free pizza, but here's all the personal information. You can track my phone, you can track my email, you can track my website, you can track my computers, you can track all this stuff just to make sure that I'm going to stay nice and safe. Thank you, government, for taking care of me. I'm not okay with that. And we're slowly getting to that point, and I'm building up to this because even when you know you've hit that level." when industry tech leaders are telling you the same thing and that they're concerned about it. Here's what I mean. According to the BBC, there was an interview with uh, Brad Smith. He is the president of Microsoft. And he made the comment that he's concerned that life of George Orwell's book 1984 is going to come to fruition by 2024 by the way, for those that aren't sure, that's three years away. It's already almost here, and it could potentially be here, and it's because of the massive increases in the technology in everybody's lives and how government uses it and private businesses use it to control and monitor what you do every single day. Brad Smith uh, was speaking with BBC Panorama and said, quote, it will be difficult to catch up with the rapidly advancing technology. And as he says, I'm constantly reminded of George Orwell's lessons in his book, 1984. You know, the fundamental story about what what a government could see everything that everyone did and hear everything that everyone says all the time. Well, that didn't come to pass in 1984. But if we're not careful, that could come to pass in 2024. Now, this is a tech Industry leader, the president of the company, Microsoft, who's battling with the company of Apple to try and have the most technologically advanced computers or cell phones or apps or whatever else in the nation that we use on the private sector, that we use in the military, that we use at the public level with the government. They're the ones leading the industry. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should be a little concerned here. Now, we can have conspiracy theorists all we want to, you know, talking about privacy and, you know, government spying in on me, whatever. But when you have tech industry leaders like that, to me, that just makes it a little concerning. At the same time, this could go well for all those that are advocating for the universal health care system with government-run health care, which I've said before as well. That doesn't make any sense to me. If someone wants to come on the show and trying to defend that position, you're more than welcome to do so. And you can email me at network at gmail.com and try to explain to me why that's a good idea, because we're taking care of the poor, right? Taking care of the less fortunate, we can do so in other ways without the government health care. But while we talk about industry and health care, let's tie the two together, shall we? The latest from the Wall Street Journal. Google strikes a deal with hospital chains to develop healthcare care algorithms. Here's what we mean. Google, another major company that censors people, that silences people, that has algorithms based on the content they want you to see, that monitors what you search on their content to give you proper advertising, that gives all that metadata and information to the government. No, that's not a conspiratorial, tinfoil hat-wearing kind of conspiracy. It's true. We know it's true. They admit that it's true. They struck a deal with hospital chains to develop healthcare algorithms, meaning that the doctors and the nurses are going to use Google funded and Google programmed computer technology to search for different ailments that you may have to search for the symptoms to use that as their databases, which means all your healthcare data is going into the system, which probably already is anyway. So that's not a big thing, but you ever Google your symptoms and just see what comes up. You ever Google and you want to talk about censorship, silencing of certain agendas. If you're in there and you've searched certain things, is that going to pop up as a red flag for the healthcare industry? Oh, We see that you've been searching, trying to purchase firearms. Well, you may have firearms in the home, which means you have a threat to your health, which means we can't give you the proper treatment. Oh, wait a second. You've been searching for PTSD symptoms or depression symptoms or anxiety symptoms or different ways to cure that stuff. Oh, wait a second. We can't provide you with certain health care because now you've been red flagged. Oh, wait a second. You're in the Google database as a conservative. Sorry, you don't believe in the healthcare set. we're not gonna we're not gonna schedule your knee surgery or knee replacement for a while. We need to send you instead to a rehabilitation center because you're mentally unstable for believing in the things that you believe in. Oh wait a second. You're not going to be able to search your medical ailments on Google because the hospitals are going to have all this information. The, the, the fact that we're tying in major tech industries, with the healthcare industry, to me, scares the crap out of me. I'm just being honest. That really does concern me. Now, as you know, I've tried to go less and less from the medical industry to go kind of, you know, personal healthcare and you know, holistic medicine stuff. But again, that stuff silenced. You're not allowed to find a lot of that on Google because they don't want you to. Because now, especially, you're taking money out of the doctors' uh, um, doctors' paychecks or doctors' pockets while you use the Google system to look for your ailments, and to go to the doctor, and to get referrals, and to go to specialists, and to get pharmaceuticals. You don't think that's concerning at all, in any way, shape, or form? They're now tying the big tech into your health care. If you want universal health care, that's how you get it. And you can see how the quality is going to go downward. It's already been going downward since Obamacare. Or they just run you through the mill. Oh, you have these symptoms? All right, let me look at my book. All right, well, the textbook tells me that you have this ailment. But I don't feel that way. Well, that's what you have. And if you don't have it, then come back and we'll do some other tests. Or if you don't have it, then it's probably just in your head which, by the way, we've been told many, many times with my wife's medical ailments as well. So, yeah, that's been nice. Of, oh, yeah, you're not quite fitting the textbook, so you're probably just making it up in your head, and you probably don't have all these symptoms, so here's a pill that we think might help you. Thanks a lot. Be on your way. i got someone else to tend to. That is now the medical industry, now that government is so heavily involved in the industry, which is why we've tried to step away as much as we possibly can from the medical industry industry but this is going to take it to an entirely new level so you want the social experiment about universal health care you want the doctors to not really take care of you the best way possible you want big government to intrude and know exactly what you're about in your entire life all the time to decide whether you deserve or you're righteous enough to get certain treatment this is how you do it This is how you do it. And when the head of Microsoft comes out and says, you know, we're a little concerned about the direction we're going, and it could be George Orwell's 1984 here real soon, that to me is a little concerning. Because now those guys are even like, you know what? Be cautious. Let's kind of work on some legislation for protections here. Just throwing it out there. Got a lot to get to today on The Voice Reason. It's a pre-Friday celebration going into a memorial weekend. We got a lot to get to. Stay right here for a Thursday here on The Voice Reason. great Great Republic.
0: You're listening to the Voice of Reason with
1: Andy Hoosier. Goes by Too Fast. Welcome back into the program, radio and TV podcasting thereafter. No live stream today. We'll be back at it tomorrow so you can see my ugly mug if that's what you want to do all over our social media. You can still go to our social media sites, though, at Hoosier Reason at Hoosier reason that's on facebook youtube twitter twitch.tv our freedom book instagram also tiktok we're all over the place and of course the website at HoosierReason.com. i know that some are probably thinking andy that has taken it way too far the government overreach the whole big tech uh, partnering up with healthcare. that's just it's a little too far And I can't quite grasp that one, or I can't quite believe that one. And it's not really as bad as what you're going to say. They're just partnering to make things more convenient in the healthcare industry. First off, if you, uh, for one, and this is not like anti-medicine in any way, shape, or form, so don't get me wrong here, because I'm not one of those, like, I hate all of it, so I'm not going to go see all of it in any way. I'm not. That's not it. But most people have come to the assumption or the uh, agreement I guess in in the general public that an industry that's 3 trillion dollars that is the healthcare sector 3 trillion dollars in this nation that it's not necessarily all about trying to find cures for people so they don't have to come back but just trying to find medicines to maintain so that way they need to keep coming back and spending money now when Google partners up with HCA Healthcare Incorporated which is in 22 or 21 different states and 2000 different locations they're using Google now, and the proposal is is to use the company to expand on different uh, patient healthcare information. The deal expands Google's reach into healthcare, where the recent shift into the digital records, and by the way, this according to the Wall Street Journal, has created an explosion of data and a new market for technology giants and startups. Data crushing offers the opportunity to develop new treatments and improve patient safety, but algorithm development deals between the hospitals and tech companies also raise the privacy concerns, as Google has previously reached other deals with other prominent U.S. hospitals, including St. Louis-based Ascension hospitals, that grant access to personal patient information, drawing the public scrutiny. So Google partnering up with them so that way you can find everything in their medical history all the time and if a red flag pops up for any reason based on a prior ailment but more so to be able to control you on oh you know what you've been a smoker just like the UK system sorry you can't get a knee replacement or you can't have a surgery because you're probably not going to have as high of a life expectancy so is it really worth spending the money you know hundred thousand dollars on a surgery that you can't probably afford and that we don't want to subsidize for you At the same time, oh, you've had mental issues, you've had PTSD, you've had depression, you've had anxiety, you've tried to commit suicide once before, you have anger management issues, you have any type of issue that's not in the mainstream doing exactly what we tell you to do, sorry, you're now red flagged from the healthcare system, which means we're going to put you under watch. But also they're going to tie that into purchasing firearms or being able to buy a home or being able to go off on your own and do things because you're a threat to yourself, potential threat to yourself Or other individuals. This is the direction we're going, which circles back to exactly the same person as well, the head of Microsoft saying, We're going to be living in the 1984 George Orwell's book by the year of 2024 if we're not careful, because that's the direction that we're actually going. But you know what the response is when you start saying that? Number one, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a nut job, but you're also probably just a white privileged male. Oh, yeah, they they definitely try to tie in the race and the sexism when you make statements like this because you're not going along with the mainstream government left-wing progressive attitude. I I know! I know! You're just a white, privileged male. How dare you do that? Which they're now trying to brainwash some of the high execs of different companies as well. I don't know if you saw or not out of the National Review. Lockheed Martin put their executives through a a three-day training in deconstruction of their white male culture to unlearn their white male privilege. Oh, yes, that's happened at Lockheed Martin. All of their executives have to take this course to be unlearned about their white male privilege because they were white male privilege and their executives on a major company and they're evil. So they had to work with the white men as full diversity partners program that's a consulting firm to teach executives about their white male privilege and their white male culture I mean if you challenge the system you're just a racist and you're a bigot and we need to untrain you because you believe the way you believe
0: The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier When Reason Meets Radio.
1: You're listening to the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into it. Great to have you along today for a pre-Friday celebration trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Our progressive companies not being progressive enough, I want to talk about that a little bit later, but uh, first we sat down with Congressman Bob Latta out of the 5th Congressional District just a little bit earlier today, and as we talk about some of the latest out of Washington, D.C., what's going on in D.C., and where are we headed uh, with the Democrats in control still At the federal level, we sat down with him. This is what he had to say. It's Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District. Out of the 5th District of Ohio and Washington, D.C., it's Congressman Bob Latta back on the show with us again today. Congressman, how are you, sir?
0: I'm great. How are you today?
1: I am doing great. It's good to talk to you again. It's been a little bit. It's been busy in Washington, D.C., and I know you guys are still struggling uh, with the minority, obviously, in the House of Representatives, but, uh, I mean, have things at least calmed down a little bit? Are you guys working on some? uh, There's a lot of big bills coming out right now, It's just whether some of the big $6 trillion worth of spending from Joe Biden and the administration are actually going to go through. But where are things right now?
0: Well, we all know that the administration, the Democrats, right off the bat, uh, pushed through a $1.9 trillion package, and they called it, quote-unquote, COVID relief. When you're talking about COVID relief, there's only 9% out of $1.9 trillion. The next question is, where's all the rest of the money going? And of course, then they have their quote unquote uh, infrastructure package. And if you really delve into it, only 6% of it's really for roads and bridges. And then you add a little bit more in there for the Corps of Engineers. When you look at locks and dams and things, you put infrastructure with uh, uh, broadband that takes you up to about 25%. So then you got 75% that's not really infrastructure at all. It's what they now classify anything and everything is infrastructure. And it concerns me because, again, first of all, we don't have the money. So this is all money that's being spent that the American people don't have. We're going to have to pay this back. Somebody's going to have to pay it back at some point in time. And when the Democrats are talking about the administration of raising taxes on businesses out there, you know, under President Trump and the Republicans, when we had control of the House and the Senate, we got through the, you know, reforming our tax code so we could have that massive, expansion of business and economic boom across the country. And when you look at it, you know, we were down to 3.5% unemployment rate. The biggest problem we had in the country, you couldn't find people to work. Yeah. And so, you know, when you go from the probably the highest tax rate in the world down to 21%, now the president wants to take it to 28%. <laughs> and that would be higher than communist China. So, you know, we're going to drive businesses out of this country they're going to, you know, kill our energy uh, in this country. You know, it took decades for us to get to the point where we were the number one natural gas producer in the world. We could outproduce uh, Russia and Saudi Arabia in oil production on any given day. And when you look at these numbers, what they want to do, they're going to put us back, you know, pretty much uh, where we were with Jimmy Carter, saying that we don't have any, any energy. They he killed the Keystone XL, and we and uh, we know what happens with uh, cyber attacks. On our pipeline, especially when you only have a really single pipeline going up into New England.
1: Yeah, that's a concern. Which, by the way, was Ohio affected by that pipeline? I know that was mostly on the East Coast, but did that affect the state of Ohio at all?
0: Pretty much it was on the East Coast because where our refineries are, but now, like in northwest, west-central Ohio, uh, the Democrat governor of uh, Michigan, uh, Whitmer, wants to uh, kill what we what's called Line 5. It's a uh, uh, a line that runs from uh, Canada down through the upper uh, peninsula down to the lower uh, uh, Michigan and over to Canada. And but that's how we get our, a lot of our oil that we run our refineries with. So this could affect tens of thousands of jobs. We're, we're telling saying that she has no authority to do this, but with uh, the, uh, you know, who's in the white house and the former governor, uh, Granholm, grand home who's now the secretary of energy really worries us. And we, we, You know, these are the questions we brought up uh, when she was in uh, the committee before us last week.
1: Wow. It's unbelievable. There's so many directions that I want to go with with what you've talked about here. First off, I heard a piece of news. Uh, it may have been last week that Republicans were wanting to compromise with the Biden administration on this infrastructure package. It's really two trillion dollars, uh, six trillion in total. With what he's proposed between the families plan, between the infrastructure plan, between the last COVID bill. I mean, which as you mentioned, we just don't have this money. But some Republicans wanting to compromise to still do an infrastructure package, but lower it from one trillion. Or from $2 trillion down to $1 trillion, which I'm not a fan of because, as you mentioned, we just don't have any of this money. It sounds like, I mean, it may go through, but I, I guess can we limit it as much as possible or at least cut some of it out? Or, I mean, what's it going to look like by the end of this thing?
0: Well, you know, and this is the problem because, again, uh, you know, for the uh, Biden administration, the Democrats, and they've come out with this $2.3 trillion uh, boondoggle. Yeah that uh, the the first problem you run into is that, okay, how are we going to pay for the roads and bridges? That's why he says, oh, we're not going to raise the gas tax. What we're going to do is just, uh, you know, tax this horrible corporations. You know, and now just as we're getting back out of COVID and uh, businesses are out there all saying the same thing, we can't find people to work. And, uh, you know, one of my counties is back below 3% unemployment again. So I've got multiple counties below 4%. But, you know, we just had the Peloton, the uh, exercise company, make an announcement this week here in Wood County that they're going to build their first United States production facility and they're going to employ over 2,100 people. Wow. So, you know, we've we got great things happening, but if you want to kill this quickly, this is what's <laughs> going to happen. Now, the Republicans, I know, uh, I was in a deputy whip meeting uh, last week with, and the, um, Republican ranking member, if, if we were in control, he'd be the chairman of the, of the Transportation Committee. But, you know, they're putting together a package of about $400 billion, which paid for. I repeat that, it's paid for. Wow. <laughs> so, But, you know, the, the Biden administration, again, and the Democrats are talking about, you know, for Internet and broadband. Of course, I've been working on this issue for years. I'm the ranking member on that subcommittee in Energy and Commerce. But you know, it was almost like an au- uh, being at an auction. They started at sixty, then went to eighty, then went to hundred. They don't tell us how they're even going to spend it. And uh, you know, we, we know we got to get things out there. But one of the things I've said is, you've got before you put the roof on the house, you better have the foundation in. And uh, so I, I was in a meeting uh, yesterday virtually with the vice president. But you know, I brought out that you know under the uh, Biden administration's plan that's saying that we're going to get everybody up to 100 speeds over up to 100, there's one little snag with that. They're going to classify 58% of American households right now as un- unserved instead of underserved, which means it's going to affect a lot of our rural areas because, again, the more urban, suburban areas, I'm I'm going to guarantee you will be first in line to get that money. And it's going to be tough to get it out. And so, uh, you know, before you say, oh, we have to have these fast, massive speeds, why you know what, what you know it's just like at home why do you need something and maybe you don't need it today and maybe you can upgrade tomorrow but don't don't spend all this money today until you know what you need
1: well it's concerning i've heard from different uh, smaller governments you know counties and different cities across the city, of kansas and nationwide about uh, some of the money coming in from the covid relief package and how they're i mean the city of wichita is getting a hundred million dollars And they're like, wait, it's supposed to be for COVID relief. We've already spent everything on COVID relief. We don't know what to do with this money. We're going to do some infrastructure. We're going to repair some roads. We're going to do some stuff. But they want us to expand government agencies and departments. But when that funding runs out in 2023 or 2024, then we have to raise taxes to try and maintain what we've expanded. Is is that kind of the goal here? Because it, it seems like. With the money that's still left over from the COVID relief package, the government is just trying to find ways to spend it as opposed to actually utilizing it in a proper way.
0: What you're, what, you're, what you're making, you get a very good point. What you're, what the Democrats are trying to create is a dependency forever on the federal government. And I tell you, I, I hearken back years ago uh, when I was a county commissioner here in Wood County in northwest Ohio. You know, we have uh, an elected official or someone come into the office and say, hey, we, we we're able to get a grant and we can bring somebody in for a year and it's all paid for. And I say, that's great. How are you going to pay for them next year? Yeah. And it's just like, well, we, we, we don't have the money. Right. And all of a sudden, if you say that we're just, so, but what you're doing is you're, what the Democrats want to do is create a dependency forever into the future because it's like, oh, we've got this money. Well, we got to keep getting this money. We got to have more money, wow. and but the problem with it is they're not telling people how you're gonna how it's gonna get spent. And again, when we're seven trillion dollars in debt to foreign countries, when we you know we're going to be paying before this year even got started, eight hundred billion dollars in interest, and in, by the year in the in the year 2031, paying four point five five trillion dollars in interest payments <laughs> during that time frame, folks have got to wake up and say. We can't afford this, but they're they're trying to create a dependency forever on the federal government because it's just like, oh, once you taste it, you're going to have to keep having it.
1: All right, there is Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th District of Ohio. It's always great to talk with him, and we appreciate his time very much. As you can hear, he's been in Congress for a while. He's a little concerned with the direction things are going because this, this massive, just complete dependency on the federal government is getting worse and worse, and this is what these bills do. And Joe Biden has no problem with it. The Democrats have no problem with it because that's what they want, and we have to find a way to stop some of this. So uh, between the universal basic income, a.k.a. the child tax credit that's going to be paid out monthly from now on, and between some of the other... Projects with the American Family Plan or the Infrastructure Plan or even this COVID with the unemployment benefits, it's getting worse because once they get started, as you know, they will never go away. We continued our interview with uh, the congressman a little bit after that, so we'll plug the episode and post that as a separate podcast as well for the full interview. If that's what you would like to hear, and we appreciate him very much. We'll get him back on the show again in uh, next month in June, which is hard to believe. By the way, uh, May is just about wrapping up, so if you want to sign up for our newsletter, you can do so. We'll have information on that in just a minute. When we come back, our progressive companies meaning companies that are already like very far left-wing and have far left-wing policies as a company, are they going so far that now they're in a quandary of what to do with their employees because their employees expect them to just roll with as far left as what they want because they kind of bully the executives. And I'm not talking about the white privilege thing like the last segment. I'm talking about trying to mandate work ethic because well i mean if you're getting it for free then why do you have to work for it right i'll do that when we come back wrap it up for a pre-friday celebration here on the voice reason stay here
0: the voice of reason with andy hoosier
1: hey it's andy hoosier while you listen to the delightful broadcast of the voice of reason don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites whether you're using facebook youtube twitter minds.com or instagram And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Who's Your Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at who's your We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites: YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play. Tune in, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the Voice of Reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
0: You're listening to the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier.
1: Welcome back into the program. Wrap it up today on a pre Friday celebration. It goes by way too fast. We could stand here for another two or three hours. What do you think? Think we should do something like that? I think one of these days we'll just have to make something like that happen. Welcome back into the program, radio and TV, podcasting. No live stream today, but you can still follow us on our social media all over on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, LinkedIn, also on the OurFreedomBook.com, on TikTok, and on Instagram, all of it at Hoosier Reason, and the website at HoosierReason.com. which we are coming up to the end of the month. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter. If you have not done so yet, we get new people signing on every single month, which is awesome. We love you. We appreciate you very much. We are growing every single month which is really cool to see. So if you have not done so yet, yeah, go to HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. It'll pop up, say, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say, yeah, buddy, I do. You sign up totally free. We're not going to spam you all the time. We'll just send you a monthly email uh, with a with our monthly blog, with the latest show, show news from the program, from the Hoosier Media Network, from all the programming from the Hoosier Media Network that we have, which we, <laughs> we have a lot of it, and we're growing and doing more as well. So that's cool. Just sign up again at who's your reason.com. Thanks again to Congressman Bob Latta coming on the program from the 5th District of Ohio. Again, we did go a little bit longer, so we will post that as a special feature podcast after the show that you can listen to for the entire interview from him. Uh, real quickly, question for you. Your guilty pleasure. Do you know what that is? Do you have a guilty pleasure, something that you're not supposed to really do or not supposed to really enjoy? But you got to do, and you just got to enjoy it sometimes. I have plenty. One of them is watching the Democrats use their social experiment. Not even Democrats, just progressives in general, the left-wing progressive mindset. Individuals that just think the government's good and somehow going to save you and take care of you. The ones that think that high taxes are really, really nice, that the evil rich people are super evil. I mean, those type. It's fun to watch them because they stew. I, I, I feel bad, but I also kind of laugh a little bit because when they finally get their agenda implemented and it fails then they blame everybody but themselves and their idea. It's the fact that someone didn't allow it to go full-on, uh, that someone obstructed it, that we didn't get as pure as possible, we didn't go as far as what we needed to. That's what they did with Obamacare. Obamacare didn't fail. We just didn't get to go as far as we wanted to. We've never had pure socialism before. That's the argument we always hear, right? So I, my, one of my guilty pleasures, I have to admit is watching them fall flat on their face and then just squirm and get angry. They're mad at the world, which I don't like, and I feel very bad for them because I love everybody. I truly do. I love every Even if you have a different political opinion, I still love you. It's okay. I disagree with you on on certain policies. I disagree with you on your your view of life, I guess, but it's okay. I still love you. That's the beauty of this nation. You do your thing, I do my thing, and as long as you don't impose it onto me, then we're all good. But when companies that are run by progressives ended up um, falling on their face, I kind of smirk a little bit. Got to admit, bit of a guilty pleasure. The latest one of the company, Starbucks. Now, as you know, Starbucks uh, has been very progressive for a very long time. They had to backtrack a little bit after many individuals within the Starbucks company, many of their workers, LGBTQ or Jewish individuals, had to get really upset with the company when they started openly going out of their way to hire Syrian refugees and Muslims coming into the company, which, as they try and say they're inclusive, that's great. But then it caused some confrontation with um, people that just don't get along with their own boxes that the progressives try to put you in. So that was kind of fun. But now with how progressive they are, obviously, I mean, come on, try and talk to a hipster or a, a left-wing progressive socialist that doesn't go to Starbucks every day. You're not going to find one. They're the cool ones. you got to sit in the you know lobby and, and type on their laptop because I'm a writer. I'm an artiste, and I'm going to sit here to where everybody can see me do my work because I'm thinking very deeply while I sip on my Starbucks coffee. Well, the employees now are a little upset with the company because they feel like they're just coffee-making machines and they are just tired of the work. They're coffee-making robots, and they're done with making coffee. Yeah, I... (laughs) I don't quite understand it because your job is to make coffee, but... According to some work and according to an interview with The Guardian, quote, these orders are driving us insane because they're so long, they're so specific, and it requires you to do so much more work than you should be doing for one single drink, and they're not being adequately translated into our labor hours, according to an anonymous Starbucks shift supervisor. They say that they're tired because people want all these specialty drinks and they just want us to be these robots that move fast without any type of additional compensation. Now your job, as you are aware, your job is to make coffee. Not sure if you're aware of that your job is to make coffee. But that's not enough. You don't want to just make coffee. Your job apparently is to I don't know. Like what what else do you want? Your job is to make coffee, but you don't want the long list items people wanting the secret menu items people wanting specialty coffees that's the purpose of starbucks isn't it again it's the progressives that don't want to have to work really hard that are now tired of working because they get there to get paid a wage to make coffee whether you make a hundred cups of coffee or five cups of coffee you get still paid the same based on your hourly rate or salary rates and now they're throwing a fit because they feel like They're not being taken special care of because all the people want specialty drinks and they have to work really, really hard. Again, guilty pleasure of watching them fall flat on their face. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in just a little bit. You can stay tuned in for tomorrow as we wrap up the week going into Memorial Weekend. It's going to be a great one. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful Thursday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at whosyourreason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show.